Yo, yo, what's good? What is really, really, really good, BTB Army? We are coming to you live today from the Emerald City. Yes, that would be the 206, the Pacific Northwest, a.k.a. Seattle, Washington. You guys know why I'm here. Brand new episode of Behind the Baller podcast. This show is always recorded in high-definition 8K stereo sound. This show is brought to you by none other than the world-famous Dust Brothers. That would be my man, Miles Davis, my man, Jordan Winter. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean Harry Higgs, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. Old Boy. Man, it is Thursday, my favorite, favorite day of the week. It is absolutely freezing here in Seattle. It's all good. Yo, guys, we got 10 days until Christmas. Can somebody tell December to slow the fuck down? Jesus Christ. That sound you hear in the background, that is my man, Lakey Inspired, a.k.a. Lakey Lake. I call him Lakey Lake. Nobody else calls him Lakey Lake. BTB Army calls him Lakey Lake, and that's my man putting it down with the beats. BTB Army, let's get this fucking show started. My life is really just an up and down. It's a roller coaster. There's ebbs and flows, and then there's fucking free fall. Actually, I don't know what the fuck that ride is called anymore. You know what? I forget that <laughs> Six Flags is so big. I mean, every amusement park has that ride that just fucking drops, right? And I feel like going up, I take the stairs. I don't even take a slow elevator. It's just, that's just my life, you know? And you know, a lot of people who hustle, they always use a term like, yo, where's the plug? Oh, yeah, I got it for my plug. Plug this, plug that. And then sometimes, you know, the plug dries up. What am I talking about? In a lot of ways, I am the plug for a lot of people. And I cannot wait to unplug. Look, attorneys make money. Doctors make money. Agents make money. You work, might work for somebody. You know, you may be a vice president. You may have responsibilities and see over a department. You may have some power. You may have some clout. Okay. But being a boss is just, it's one thing. Being truly responsible for other people's livelihoods is a lot of stress. And in my main businesses, I've always supported for people to make money. I've been more than generous. I've I've made sure that people, you know, you eat or you want to eat, go out there and make some money. Go out there and sell some jewelry. Go out there and do this. Go out do it. Look, I'll break you off. You're good. You'll drive a cool car. Get a little crib here and there. You know what? Some might drive, you know, a Prius. Some might drive a new BMW. Some might drive a Lamborghini or a Porsche. It really all depends on what kind of work you want to put in. And I like that type of shit. But then there's salary. You know, there's people who work the house, clean, whatever, gardener, things like that. But having that responsibility for most people, it's good. It's a very good thing to be responsible. 
right? But at some point, you got to live for yourself. And that point has come into last year for me. I may look young to some people, um, minus the gray beard hairs, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm at that point, you know, um, it's one of the reasons why I love having my sponsors, my endorsements. You know, my agents make money off me and I make a lot of money for them. But I ain't got to worry about firing people with that, right? Uh, golf, you know, pivoting to that world. I ain't got to worry about that so much except my own plays. It's on me. It's not on anybody else. I ain't got no teammate. I'm not going to blame my coach. In fact, all the success I've had in golf, my coach won't even fucking take the fucking, you know, the praise. He's like, shit, I'm 5% responsible for how good you've gotten, how fast track you've gotten in your game. But I think in the back of my head, if and when this show ever stops, my relationship with Jordan and Miles would never stop. But I would feel bad because I know it's another stream of revenue for them. But this par three thing is is big, you know, and it can be big. And I think it's something that I have passion for and, and I'll enjoy. It's just the juggling, you know, with a bunch of things. I don't like being the guy like, oh, I just got there just on time. Oh, I almost missed it. Oh, I missed this. To me, I look at life differently. When I could have shot better in golf, everyone could have said that. When you could have played better in basketball, everyone could have said that. A referee gets involved, now you got middlemen. But with me is, when I barely won, when I barely made it on time, like, oh, I made it on time. I don't look at my, I don't reward myself for that. I like to be there five, 10 minutes early. An hour earlier on the plane. And I'm talking about an hour early before check-in. So technically an hour and a half or so, right? I'm just always prepared. So now that I know I'm juggling, I'm, I'm, I'm working on real time now. What I mean by real time is I'm evening up. And, and, and that's not, I don't like that. I like to be ahead of the game. And one thing about me is as much of an asshole as I am, it's one thing if I don't know you. And I've spoken about this before. You could be on a street, be in a bad mood, gone to argue with your girl you don't know. Now you sit in traffic and a light turns green to my biggest pet peeves and the car doesn't go and you honked on you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't know this person in front of you. You don't know that this man might have just lost his job, might have lost his father, might have lost his wife, might have caught his wife cheating. You don't know what's going on with that person's head. You got to be mindful. And, and I tried my best, right? And that's why I have a hard time firing anybody. Unless they really fuck up on something. You give them so many chances. And right now, my kids are testing my patience. And the thing about the whole situation is something my wife doesn't understand. She's not the breadwinner in the house. She supports me so I can live my dreams. She's given up on her dreams financially and everything else. She's a full-time housewife and a, and a mom. And not that she doesn't love doing that, but with the kids in school, and they're already a handful, she would like to do more things. She tries to go out as much as she can and enjoy her time, and I, I encourage her to. But again, having the responsibility, and as I'm releasing certain things, companies, things like that, I, I'm starting to fade away from a lot of shit. I hate to say it, I think jewelry's gonna come fairly soon. I'm just slowly, just I'm slowly easing my way out, right? There's always going to be money there for me, but 
it's time for, you know, someone to hold the torch up. And I'm there to support them. You know, and I, I, I probably need to groom me a little bit more and try to, you know, introduce people to certain things. And I'm just so backed up with other things that I got to stop taking jobs because I'm starting to really pivot into a different world. And the most important part of that world is fatherhood because my baby girl is getting bigger. We're having conversations, there's things we can do. Ryder's already like, he's so witty and we had these conversations. London, you know, um, I feel like we're having a hard time, even though he has my buddy, as my best friend. He's, he's suffering from certain things. And um, of course, I take any blame when it comes to my children. But in order to do that, I got to launch these things out. And the fucked up part about it is I could do it pretty quickly, a year, two years, and not miss out so much on his life, but maybe miss out on, on more interactions. And I think about it sometimes. My kids are actually used to me being gone. Sometimes they don't know and it's just kind of, it bums me out. And the reason why I'm like that is because I don't want them to get sad about certain things. You know, and my in-laws are around a lot. So they spend a lot of time with them. They get to chill. When my father-in-law st stops work, that's it. He ain't got nothing to think about. You know, I'm sure he has stress and other stuff that's going on. Whether, you know, times are slow, whether times are fast. My father-in-law knows how to shut it off. By the way, he's BTB Army. You know what I'm saying? Listen to this episode. But at 7.30, six days a week, he doesn't got to think about work too much anymore. It's very rare he gets called. Me, it don't stop. Starts at 4 a.m., stops at, you know, 10 p.m., starts again at midnight. It, it just goes on 24 hours. It's, it's international. It just goes like crazy. And uh, I really do got to, and it's not cutting fat. I got to cut muscle now. You know what I mean? So, like, I got to slim down and tone down. You know, I'm a little bulky right now. I'm on my Phil Heath shit right now. You know what I'm saying? I need to get down to, like, who the fuck do I do? I need to get down to Brad Pitt Fight Club level. You know, I just got too many things going on. But what sucks is my wife is truly getting the best version of me right now. M minus me being so busy not having the time for her. I'm talking about who I am as a person. Okay. She's getting the best version of Ben Yang and Ben Baller. But what she doesn't truly understand and doesn't know, and, and women, they're just, it is what it is. I'm not stereotyping it but but I am stereotyping it right my wife doesn't know that I'm one million times a different and better person today I am a million times better man today because of her and because of our family but also she doesn't really understand how much of a dirtbag and how bad of a fucking asshole in person I was. So what's crazy is, to her, currently, at this moment, I'm not even at her level. I got to match her on her level. And we have the days where I, I get there, and at days I'm not, you know, and it's like, it's, I have a lot of shit on my back, you know, a lot on my shoulders, right? And to compare this, it's like, owing someone a billion dollars, and you only got 300 million. It's not like owing somebody 100000 and you're broke and you have no way to get it. Some people compare it to the same. It, it is different. I'm talking about I have, I have equity 
in our relationship. I have equity in life. I have equity in in my finances, right? But I, it's like I owe my wife a billion dollars. The only problem is I only got 300 million. Now, to some people, it seems close, right? Like, oh, you're still... And yeah, j- just really think about that for a second. I'm coming up this with the top of my head. I'm just literally I have some notes, but I'm just dropping this off the top of my head. But if you guys understood how far 300 million is to a billy, you really understand where I'm at, right? You're forever in debt to that person, you know, until I can get there. And, and I think I will get there. I'm going to die trying. And it's on me. And it's stressful. You know, you're just always going to be battling an uphill challenge. It's like the game of golf. You know what I'm saying? I had to throw golf in there somehow. But my kids are, you know, they're very spoiled. They really don't get it. I've said this so many times. And her ways are very passive. Her upset is for three to five minutes, maybe. We threaten to take away things, you know, time out. And really, it's like, never goes very long. And um, I do think that therapy is something that helps for people. And maybe I do need to probably use better help more often. And I've worked with anger and things like that. But when people don't listen and you've given them everything, and again, these are kids, so it's a lot more difficult. But I do think that therapy may help with that because this is just, it's crazy. My kids are spoiled and it's my fault. It's fine. Just letting you guys know what's going on in my life right now because when I leave and I have prior engagements, it's like, fuck, man. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And, you know, my spending got a little crazy. I calmed that down. And so now, just trying to like cut all the muscle, tone down a little bit. There is some fat there too, you know? And again, they always say there's room for improvement. At a certain point though, you know, it's like being a freshman in high school and, you know, you're, you're good at basketball, but now you got to go and skip sophomore year and jump into division one and expect to start. Like, it's just not realistic. And that's what I've been doing with my life. You know what I'm saying? So just letting you guys know where I'm at and all that. Um, I want to talk about a few current events. DJ Academics is a fat piece of shit. He is a sloppy, fat, lazy, absolutely zero talented motherfucker. And he thinks it's cool. It's like, people are jealous of me, man. I got 25,000 people streaming live here. Dog, who cares? You're a fucking absolute dumb fuck. You know what I mean? And like, he embraces it. In a way, he's like, not Vegas Dave. Who the fuck is he? He's like, he thinks it's, and and the crazy part is, you know, of course he has a pretty decent following, but they're all clowns. It's like nobody who's, that's respectful. You know what I mean? And my boy Luca, Luca Sabat, he's a model, actor. He said something, he's like, yo, I see academics going at chicks all the time, but he never keeps that energy with men. And I seen academics like, what, motherfucker, I'll slap you. Man, you don't want that smoke. Come to New Jersey, come to my office. Shut the fuck up, academics. And academics is probably making some money right now. I don't like flexing paper. That's not my thing. Some people think, they think they see one thing and they don't realize how bad it can get with how much I can flaunt and do some shit. It's not me. Might have been me nine years ago. That might have been the tail end of really like 
posting a lot of just materialistic things. And even though I try to use it as like, yo, I didn't have this before. He's like, no, I'm, dog, no, I'm done. But I know deep down inside, he knows. We've had conversations. He knows he ain't making paper like that. And I'm on my downslope. I'm, I'm slowing down. So we can't go there. He tries to say other shit. I will slap the fire at an academic's mouth for all the crazy shit he said to me, all the threats, all that stupid shit. He said he'll fuck little baby up. This motherfucker gets drunk and says stupid shit. And people think it's funny. They, oh, please believe me. There will be a day, not canceled. There'll be a day where motherfuckers ain't fucking with him because he's still relatively young. Like I said, many times on this show, let's see where everyone's at in 10 years. Where are you at? Right? He's just a goofy motherfucker. And it's just stupid. It's just had to say that part because it's, it's like, man, bro. This Tory Lanez, Megan the Stallion thing. It's been taking over the news and the hip-hop community, of course, the black community. And this case has been dragged on for over a year or so now, right? They finally got their case. They're in court. And I know it all too well because I've been to court, unfortunately. And there's all kinds of holes in the stories. A lot of people don't realize what court is like. You may think you watch Law and Order or watch whatever. You don't know what it's really like. Especially when a jury has, you know, your destiny and a judgment in their hands and their power. You could do everything right. You could show evidence. Be like, look, it's blatant right here. And a jury could turn on you. Now, they may go to mistrial. It could be hung. But you could be doing everything right. And be like, look, here's a video of him coming out of the house. They don't give a fuck. If they don't like you, motherfuckers are biased as shit. And that's actually technically against the Constitution. You are always allowed a fair trial. Does that happen? No. Not all the time. I don't know what the statistics are for how bad you know shit can get. But Tory thinks he's slick. I'm not going with cut. I'm going with what truly seems like it is. There could be plot twists. It's fine. I think Tory shot Megan Thee Stallion. For what reason? No fucking idea. So obviously dude got a Napoleon complex and he's just playing the acting role thinking it's cool and whatever and he's, sometimes people get so crazy they convince themselves. You can convince yourself a lie. I had a dude who was so addicted to drugs and he brought money here and there. He told people his dad was going to send him $500 and his dad never was going to send the money ever. And this guy would go to the mailbox every day acting like it was coming. That, that, that type of delusion and lies. And now there's a third party involved, Kelsey, who's Megan Thee Stallion's ex-best friend. Apparently they had a relationship, Tory Lanez and this girl, and then Megan Thee Stallion allegedly had a relationship with him too. So it's all kind of messy shit. And they're trying to push it and say that she shot Megan. There was gun residue on her hand. That don't mean shit. I would be very, very, very shocked if she shot Megan. And I know she didn't. Just You could just go by basic shit. It, it just, there's certain things you're like, oh no, my God. You know, I'm talking, this is, a, the Lakers are up 100 and the Clippers are at 70 and there's 14 seconds left on the clock. That's how shocked I'd be if the Clippers could pull off the win, the 30-point win in 14 seconds. That's what I, the level I'm trying to tell you. It's not likely. 
And Tori's been messy from the start. He had a really good attorney, got rid of her, got somebody else. That chick testified yesterday and said that Tori offered to pay for her attorney. Tori offered to pay a million dollars to, you know, just make this go away. I don't know if he had that kind of money, but what's crazy is they asked her on the stand, did Tori pay for your attorney? Because at that point right then and there, this case is thrown out, or at least she's thrown out and it's just mistrial. Now they got to go to the, you know, the prosecution has to go to a different fucking, they have to re- redo the case because it's all tainted right there at that point. But there's weird funk between the three of them. Tori's banking on a mistrial. They'll still go back. You know what I mean? They'll be, if there's a mistrial, they'll, they'll definitely, the prosecution's going back at it. And some people don't like Megan. I'm not a huge fan of hers. I don't really give a fuck. And if anything, I was probably more fan of Tory Lanez's um, music, but his personal life, like the way he acts and stuff. Again, the Napoleon complex. I don't really fucking. I don't really rock with dude. You know, but I do think that he thinks that he can manipulate the system. And maybe again, he's young. You really start to understand life a lot better when you get to your forties. You could be the most seasoned, well-versed, cultural, well-traveled, 32-year-old, 27-year-old. It don't matter. You have not seen everything and gone through it and seen the consequences. And this shit's messy as fuck. There's dudes like my boy Lawyers for Workers, Mohammed, who's been on this show a couple times. He loves the attention. He's out there. I'm not saying anything. I'm not hating on him. But this is just a mess of a situation. And I don't think Tory gets a last laugh on this. You know, I think he thinks he's got a couple things, you know, well, we can get shit thrown out, but they'll come back. And I think ideally he'll be guilty. So I don't know. Stupid shit. Um, another thing too is uh, Gunna, the rapper, got released from jail yesterday for a plea deal. He had made a statement immediately. I think he really, really wanted to be super adamant saying that, yo, I didn't snitch on anybody. I didn't make no statements. I haven't discussed anything. I haven't said nothing, boom, whatever. The only problem with that, he made it so painfully obvious that he didn't snitch or cooperate or talk at anything. And then immediately the the news drops him taking a plea deal and admitting that YSL is a gang admitting that they did illegal activities and whatever reason, and he's he's admitting to guilt. And it's like, bro, that's a statement right there. You saying yes or no and taking that, I mean, you know, it's what it is. Is he going to do time? Yeah. Is thug, Young Thug going to get out? I don't know. Someone's going down. They ain't going through all this trouble just to fuck this up. They'll go through some corrupt shit, all that other bullshit, and I just don't see it happening. Anyways, pivot into next shit. Oh, man. So I decided to jump and do this Instagram subscription thing. And I'm not going to lie to you. It, it's dope. There, There is a little bit of a nightmare. Everyone who's listening to this episode who subscribes to my Instagram as my on my subscription, understand this. Out of the kindness of my heart, I wanted to follow you guys back. Right? Follow 500 some odd people, 601 people. And there's more people that will be growing and growing and it's a cool little community. I don't have Discord. I don't have Patreon. I don't want that. 
And it is a, a time-consuming thing, but it's kind of cool because it's it's something different. It's it's if I have five minutes here, I don't spend five minutes here. If I have this, I reply to certain DMs. But I got about close to a thousand DMs from mostly from the new subscribers, like multiple things here and there. And it's mixed up. You know, when you have a creator account, you have priority and then you have general, right? And I try to have like certain people, my wife on priority, certain things. I had to turn off notifications. I had to turn off certain things because it's getting so crazy because, you know, it's cool. You know, these people are really excited to talk and everything. And and it's great. I, I think the interaction is going to be, you know, better, especially since the algorithm shit is fucked up. I don't care about all that. I do care about it for sponsors, but you know what? I feel like I'm going to build this BTB Army thing and expand it out to Instagram and Twitter. And I'm keeping Twitter because it's two different things. It's not about greed or anything because I'm charging nothing. It's three bucks. And imagine I'm doing giveaways. I'm doing all this other stuff. Follow back. Have access. I'm not a life coach. Understand that, guys. I don't sell business, you know, ideas. I don't have no classes. I don't, I don't want to do a master class. I'm not about no fucking scamming people with multi-level marketing. That's not me. I could talk about what worked for me. It might not work for you. Maybe it does. But what I want to do is build this cool-ass community of subscribers on both Twitter and Instagram. Because there's different things. But the features on Instagram are a lot better. If I have to choose, I'll probably go to IG. I love Twitter, though. It is a great place. My news is there. There's a great community there. But when I have these IG chats, I mean, the Twitter spaces chats, they're cool and it's dope. And people have a time to tip. But, but when you're on IG Live, it's like, now I can see you face to face. And then also there's social chat rooms. There's posts I can make exclusively so you guys can see it. With tweets, I can do tweets, you guys can reply. But this is, it, there's more features. But, tw- you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Elon's doing his thing. He's 4,000 characters now. There's other stuff. There's going to be long format video. There's going to be a lot. It's two different things and it's fun. But what I want to tell you guys is I want to do meet and greets. I want to, you know, somehow take time out if I'm in your city, whether I'm in fucking Washington, D.C. or fucking somewhere in Virginia, New Jersey, New York, Florida, Texas, Detroit, Chicago, Seattle, Vegas, Arizona, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego. These are places that I possibly would be at. Even in the UK when I'm overseas, I want to be able to meet up with people if you guys are ready to and, and can and interact and chill and kick it. You know what I'm saying? I think people look up to me. I don't consider myself a traditional celebrity, but people, you know, are, are like, you know, I guess I am famous to some people and some people do look at me as a role model. I, I don't, you know, it's, I don't try to think about that part, but it's like, let me give back. Let me kick it. Let's do this meetup. Let's go have coffee. Let's go do these things, right? And with my giveaways now, I have a way better format of doing giveaways. You have my email. I would announce it every time I do a giveaway. And the best thing to do is you register your name on the, on the, the email. 300, 500, 600 people, whoever participates in it, okay? And they'll have, you know, a couple days too. Then what happens is they're going to get a number so let's say Stephen Smith says, yo, put me down for that tailor-made putter. I need it. All right, cool. Put him down as number one. Then I go up all the way down to whatever it is. It's 400 people, 600 people, 800 people. And then I go to random.org. I roll the dice. Whatever number pops up, that's full transparency with winners. That's a better way. Then from there, we figure it out. Shipping, whatnot. If you're local in LA, I meet up. I met up with this guy, um, Mundo. 
gave him some uh, Dr. Dre, four hundred fifty dollar uh, roller skates. Got to meet him, and um, he brought his chick on off with his wife. Super cool dude, and it's cool. We get to chop it up for like three or four minutes, and I keep it pushing. But you know, when I do the sit downs, we sit down for hour, two hours sometimes, and you know, um, again, no fucking creator, influencer, celebrity does subscription and follows people back. I followed everyone back. Try try to do it two or three times a day, right? But I'm going to keep uh, my, my Twitter, okay? And one goal I want to do in, on Instagram is there's a social chat room. But I can do, also do a post. Just do, just do a simple post with the fucking blank screen. Say, hey, what do you do for a living? And what can we do to help your business? What can you do to help other people's? And at that point, that's a real network. It's like a job fair in a way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like someone has a photo booth like this dude, Mundo. All right, you got a party. All right, show some love here. Boom. Okay. What do you do for a living? Oh, shit. I sell insurance. Okay, cool. Give some cool rates to this person. You know? And I want people to help each other out. And that's another cool thing to use my platform for people to network and promote their coffee shop, their boba shop, their diner, their clothing brand, whatever the fuck it is. We help each other out. And I would love to help other people's business out. Right? Another thing too is if you have... um you want to buy a piece of jewelry from IF and Co. I'm going to create and generate a discount code just for subscribers. So you guys can, you know, get a little love on some pieces. Those of you who have money, want to get a gift? I don't know. But it's just about helping, you know. And um, if there's discount codes for other people, um, when I do my drops, when I drop my next James Oro glasses, right? That went super fast. I don't give a fuck if they don't go to the public. They only went to super followers. Too bad. I'm going to offer the glasses to you maybe a week in advance, maybe three, four days in advance, but definitely before the public gets it. I gave motherfuckers, you know, the the glasses, the headphones, the fucking uh, cash counter, and they were getting them before people even got to fucking had a chance to buy them in public. So I want to give you guys early access to anything, right? Eventually in certain cities, this may suck for some of y'all, but maybe in the Bay or in LA or Seattle or somewhere, I could do group seating. I don't care if the seats are in the nosebleeds. Who gives a fuck? We have a good time. It's about good company. Go talk to the group salespeople. You know, get 20 tickets to a Dodgers game. Maybe a Padres game. Who knows? And we all kick it. We chill. We got, you know, snacks, whatever. I won't take care of everything, but you know what I'm saying? We can figure it out. You know, if the costs get too crazy, we'll we'll do some other shit. But just have fun, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and this goes out throughout, you know, the year. But if there's something I can't help you out with, if you think truly that I could give you valid advice, man, go ahead and ask me. It's all good. You know, I know Christmas is tough and times are tough, but you know, I appreciate every single person who's subscribed to my page and, and all that good stuff. All right. So look, let's take a break real quick. I hear the Lakey Lake music in the background and we're going to talk uh, about some crazy. I got some cool news to tell you guys. All right. Be right back. Yeah. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps coming back. 
Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. I have used Shopify, and it could not be easier to sell. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash baller to start selling online today. That is shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase. I talk about it all the time. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is the app I use the most. It helps me more than any other app. That's why I love using Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. How annoying is that? Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash baller. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash baller baller yo yo what up y'all so we are back and um if you know i am uh doing a giveaway with captain morgan and this doesn't apply to subscribers this is for um actually just everyone who follows me on instagram doing a sweepstakes we are giving away two real legit gold shot glasses that is just the ultimate fucking flex. Someone says, oh, it's pretty cool. No, bitch, they're real gold. So two real gold shot glasses, Ben Baller, Captain Morgan logos on them. And underneath, there's diamonds on them because there's two. One says one of two, the other one says two of two. Very limited. They'll be given away. If you click the link on my link tree, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, you will see up top, Ben Baller sweepstakes. The terms and conditions are there. Hope one of you guys meet uh, win. This is my last contest with Captain Morgan for the year. I do not know if I'm resigning with them. I hope I do. Um, but their company, their parent company, Diageo, is amazing. I'm sure I will land with some liquor brand. It has been great. And that Captain Morgan giveaway is just dope. It's just, it's, it's fucking crazy. Um, what else? There is no show on December 26th. So understand that. I highly doubt... We're going to cancel New Year's Eve. Episodes, hold on, what, what would be the next? Let me look here in real time. In real time, let's see here. 
Oh, shit. Ooh, that's a tough one. So there'll be a show 29th. I'm wondering if there's a show on, depending on where I'm at for New Year's Eve. Should be okay. But listen, as of right now, there's no show on December 26th. I'll be spending my entire Christmas just over a week so in the Bay Area. And so if you are a subscriber, not B2B Army, if you are a subscriber, Instagram or Twitter, reach out. Shit. I had to turn DMs off. So I don't know how I'm going to figure that out. You know what, though? You can message me on Twitter if you follow me on Twitter. Actually, you, you'll be able to, by then, you should be able to send me a fucking DM. Um, but reach out if you are a subscriber and you're in the Bay Area. Well, don't reach out. I'm going to say, you know, um, you guys down to get a coffee, whatever. Don't think I'll have time to do Dame Busters and stuff like that. My whole family there. And I'll be really just not thinking about anything else but that. You will need to be very flexible if we're going to get coffee in San Francisco or in fucking Berkeley or whatever because I will probably announce it the night of meaning like I'll be like it's like 8pm or 9pm like hey dog who's down to get coffee tomorrow yeah cool yeah I'm down to meet up with like 4 or 5 people alright cool this is where it's at boom it's not a big deal it's just if you guys are open or I might even do it in the morning of I'll be like hey it's 7am let's do coffee at 10.30 boom just want you guys to understand need you guys to be super flexible if not not tripping just offering it but yeah again it's it's for people who are you know ready to go. I know people have lives and all that type of shit. Anyways, um, for Seattle, if you are going to the game, BTB Army, anybody, it doesn't really matter. If you're going to the game, hit me up. If you are a subscriber, uh, pull up. Let's get a drink. Let's get a fucking uh, a glizzy. I don't know. But definitely say what's up for all my Seattle um, BTB Army people. You know what I'm saying? I'll be on the field early on, maybe halftime, catch up to me, come through. You know where my seats are. And about the Seahawks game, let me tell you something. Thursday night football, prime time. Oh boy, this is a fucking mess. This is going to be a fucking crazy game. I don't know about Purdy. We're like 21 and 3 in the last like 10 years. Never been swept by the Niners. I think, I think this is going to be a bad game for us, man. I'm going to be completely honest. I think this is a bad game. Now look. The Seahawks are a three-point underdog. And I'm telling you right now, I think you should absolutely bet the fucking house on the Niners. For me to say that is just absolutely crazy because I never would I bet against my team. But I'm telling you, three fucking points. That defense is too vicious. Who knows? Geno might come through and fucking kill it. You know, we've always ran a number even when you guys had it. Well, when the Niners had a great defense. I don't know. That is just a, that's a tough call. But I would, I I don't know if there's a bigger lock this year to me. So, shit. (laughs) This is fucking crazy. Uh, The day after the game, which is Friday. That's tomorrow. Tripping. What the fuck am I talking about? Tomorrow's Friday. I am doing a meetup to get coffee at 10 a.m possibly 10.30, but 10 a.m. for about an hour, 10, 11. It's a little coffee shop downtown that I like. It's a chill little spot. Um, I'm down to have like maybe six to eight people max. Just kind of kick it, shoot the shit. And uh, I got uh, I got like two spots available. So holler at me um, to RSVP. Uh, oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. Well, if you are a subscriber or you are a... Uh, um, 
super fam on uh, super follower on Twitter, then hit me up. I'll give you the location and, and you can RSVP that way. Now, there is a new TV show coming out in a few weeks called MILF Manor. This is <laughs> TLC. Look, I, I was addicted to 90 Day Fiance. It was good here and there. And there's a couple episodes that were really good and then other ones that weren't. And I was just like, eh, okay. But this show, this is true cougars. They ain't even in their 40s. These chicks are probably in their their at youngest late 40s, but these chicks are in their 50s. Some might be well into their 60s. And they got boob jobs and fucking Botox and all kinds of shit. They definitely look old. You know, they, they're, they're all right. There's a couple of them look pretty cool. And they're on an island. Well, they're, they're in Mexico somewhere remotely and, and just chilling in a big mansion. And people are calling it MILF Island, MILF Mansion. I don't know. But the show is called MILF Manor. It is on TLC. I cannot fucking wait to watch this show. And all they want to do is smash young dudes. And there's eight young guys. I don't know what the fuck the plot twist is, but I am fucking sold. Like, I am fucking... I cannot wait for this show to happen. Some um, super follower the other day sent me a tweet with a bunch of show ideas. I fucking must have lost that tweet. I can't find it. If you did, please send it again. Or leave it in the comments on the, on the uh, Ben Baller pod page. I would definitely love to see some new movies, some new shows. Everything's just been dry as shit. Been watching sports and I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to watch? Now, remember guys early on, well, during the pandemic, we had Amanda Smith of Selling Sunset on BTB. She is uh, one of the lead cast members of the very successful show Selling Sunset on Netflix. And I was supposed to be on season three and season four. Just my schedule just didn't work. I didn't want to do it. I just was just, I was too busy doing other shit. And now I am booked for the next season of Selling Sunset. I do not know what to expect, but I do know that I am looking for a house uh, in the greater Los Angeles area. It's a very specific area. I'll, I'll let that, you know, I'll let you guys see it there. But they casted me for Selling Sunset. It is going down. I shoot in a few weeks. And I have no idea how long it's going to take to edit everything, but uh, it's going to be pretty fucking interesting. Like, I think I'm fucking crack up. It's going to be fucking funny. I don't know. Why not? Fuck it, right? I have been, I've never had the itch to buy a car so fucking bad. Um, the Senna's gone, sold it, uh, got rid of the other Porsche. And I'm just like, I have a car coming. Got another car coming. I have a GT3 RS, which is supposed to be summer. My SF90 Spider is supposed to come. I don't even fucking know what's going on with that. I'm just over fucking everything. Got another car that's going to be a daily. But, you know, the new Range Rover, the new body Range Rover has a seven-seat option. And they got an autobiography seven-seat option, uh, option. And I'm just like, look, seven seats in a Rover? Okay, you got my attention. So think, trying to convince my wife to trade in her car so we can get that because she doesn't need two SUVs. But be lit but I'm itching so fucking bad. I don't know why. I, just, I mean, thought about buying a motorcycle. I'm just like, what the fuck? Who the fuck am I? Anyways, obviously your boy golf this week um, had practice Monday. It was one of the best practices I've ever had. Learning lag, um, just learning different release, you know, rotating the body more and things like that. And, you know, I always play a round of golf a week with my cousin, Pete. And sometimes uh, my boy Sam is there. He's a pro. My other cousin, 
Jay, who is Pete's older brother, has always been, you know, super serious about golf. He's been a golf pro for 15 years now or so. And he's very good at golf. He understands things. He's good. He's, he's you know, I, I, I'm not going to compare him to my coach, you know, to Ron. Ron's a great coach. I'm just saying he's very helpful. He actually fixed a few um, posture things on my swing. And and um, he was like a big hater of mine in a way. He's like, oh, this looks bad. This looks this. This looks like this. And I'm like, bro, I don't think you get what I'm doing here, bro. Don't trip. There's a process. And the funny thing is when I started getting in the 80s, start saying, he started commenting like, yo, bro, this is crazy. But then, Pete, his younger brother, was telling him, I was like, no, Ben is getting good. Like, this motherfucker ain't fucking around, you know? Now, my cousin Pete has not shot in the 80s ever once when we played at least 20 rounds together. And this is tough courses. So, Jay joined me yesterday with my cousin and one of their friends to play at Angeles. And um, my cousin Jay hasn't played that in 20 years. He forgets the course. And he had to play for a few months. He's so busy working. He's got two kids. And um, we played... And he's like, this is a fucking tough course. I'm like, yeah, dog. Especially if you're a really good golfer. If you're a really good golfer, it's tough in different ways because you really got to know your distances. You got it, like, you can't really hit it, you know, way too hard. You'll be out. There's, you know, hazards left, right, the whole nine. And guys, I didn't break 80 yesterday, even though I've broken 80 twice now. Legit. I ain't talking about a par 68 or that. I've broken 80 twice now. And I never played as good as I played yesterday. Now, I played pretty damn good at Gold Hill, but that doesn't count as a par 65. But I played really fucking damn good at Angeles yesterday. Shot at 81. I lost the ball. So it would have been a 79. But I had four pars in a row, and I had nine pars total. I've never had nine pars before. I've had pars and birdies that get mixed up, but I was out of control. I put it 28 times only when I didn't make a GAR I was still like I don't give a fuck I'm gonna make a fucking par on this bitch still you know the par 5 I'm like fuck this I'm going for birdie whatever and the crazy thing is I had 4 birdie putt attempts and didn't make them and I only put it 28 times I had a 0 putt I had silly shit it was just crazy solid shots so if you shoot at 81 it was technically 79 right and um 79 shots, right? And if you get a 79, you take away 28 putts, right? So now you got 51 strokes. Had a 51 strokes, I might have had four bad. I think three, but four max. That's so fucking rare. You know, I think I had less bad shots at Goat Hill, but this was just like some of the shots that was just like crazy. Just saw my, my 200 yard in shots and just 140 and just pure contact, making compressed, you know, divot shots. It was just fucking amazing. Felt so fucking good. It's like nothing better than that. And then the fucking jump on a fucking plane. It was just fucking excellent. It was just so fucking good. Can't wait to play. I'm going to be able to play one more round because I'm going to be in Seattle. I'm going to play one more round before Christmas. And I promised my wife no golf, no practice, no nothing. So I got to practice next week, a golf round with some new cats. And then I'm fucking just, that's it. Everyone keeps asking me about the good, good situation. I have no idea when and how long they edit stuff, so don't ask anymore. But yeah, it's getting close to Christmas, guys. You know, get your shit in order. Don't do not do your shit last minute. This podcast is still free. So that's my Christmas present to you guys, a free game. You know what I'm saying? I don't want anything, guys. I do not want anything. If you are so inclined to do so, 
send a fucking gift card, a Starbucks gift card or Amazon gift card to thewashlord at gmail.com if you feel like it. Not tripping. You know what I'm saying? I'm very generous. I give things away. But yeah, that's the only thing I'd accept. You want to send a $10 gift card to fucking Starbucks and buy me a coffee? Love you for it. Send it to thewashlord at gmail.com. Amazon, I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. But a lot of people ask all the time. I'm good. I'm straight. Don't worry about it. We're going to do more meet and greets. We're going to do BTB meet and greets. I'm thinking about doing a BTB Army golf invitational. Because out of the hundreds of thousands of listeners, there has to be, you know, 60 we can get together in Los Angeles and do something. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'd be down. Um, oh, yeah. My kids had their Christmas recital yesterday. Sorry, day before yesterday. It was fucking awesome to see Ryder sing and just take charge and Kaya too and it just killed me fucking killed me that London's been sick for three days he went to school today I'm not there but I just just fucking killed me because I want London to be as normal as possible alright anyways BTB Army that is it for today's episode I will see you guys back Monday for the weekend wrap up thank you that is it for episode 333 that's my man Lakey Lake in the background if you are in Seattle holla at your boy much love guys be safe this weekend please just think about what's going on right now in the world and think twice and then think again and if you do some stupid shit just know that baby powder on my strong hand is coming for you. All right, guys. All right, man. Much love, y'all. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Please, if you haven't subscribed to the show, subscribe to the show. It helps us out a lot. All right? All right, y'all. Peace.